Well, hey everyone, welcome back to the Ryan Clayton Podcast. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, yes, I know it's been a long time and I'm very sorry about that. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's been going on over the last couple months uh, and I'll kind of dive into that a little bit here uh, in this first episode back, but this is just going to be a short one. Uh, I just kind of want to just kind of update you guys on everything that's been going on um, with running, with filming, with YouTube, with this podcast, with everything, uh, and um, then kind of tell you about maybe the future of where this podcast is going to go, how I'm going to try to ramp it up again, and just get it back to uh, pr- uh, putting out some episodes, um, you know, maybe every couple weeks, maybe every week. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, let's just, let's get into it. Uh, so thank you guys for coming back. Welcome back. Uh, it's been a long time. This is episode 18 of the Ryan Clayton podcast. All right. So, uh, like I said, it's been a long time. There's been a lot that's been going on since the last episode uploaded. Uh, I, I actually just went back and reviewed it to remember what I talked about in the last one. Uh, and that one was just a couple weeks after, uh, really messing up my ankle at the Mohican 100. Uh, if you don't remember at the Mohican 100, I, uh, was at mile like 83, 82, something like that, and slipped on some grass of all things. It was a little, little tiny hill uh, coming down into this like paved path that was going to go back to the start finish, uh, finishing up uh, what was going to be the second to last lap, and uh, just hit some grass and wiped out. My ankle kind of buckled underneath me. I landed on it with all my weight uh, and. yeah, just messed it up pretty bad. At the time I recorded this last podcast, uh, I did not know what was happening with it. And I think I told you guys that, you know, I think the uh, what I thought was the worst of it was my Achilles tendon. Um, turns out that, yeah, that was hurt pretty bad, but it wasn't the worst of it. Uh, and I think I said that I was expecting to get back to running within a week or two. <laughs> And that was very far off from what actually happened. Uh, so shortly after um, I recorded that last podcast, uh, there was just so much going on at the time. Like I had just finished up, uh, you know, like I was a few weeks off of the Mohican 100. I was uh, two weeks after the Mohican. I went out to Western States to film a documentary a video about Camille Heron, which was amazing. Uh, and then right after that, uh, I recorded the podcast and it was like, I was looking at the next couple of weeks and I was thinking, oh my gosh, like I've got burning river coming up, uh, which is another hundred miler that I was supposed to do. Uh, and how is this, is this thing going to get better? Am I going to be able to start running again? I had tried to go out and run a couple times and I got maybe like a couple miles, uh, and over the, a couple miles over the last four weeks, like maybe running, you know, like one mile at a time or something. Uh, 
and it was just, it was really, really depressing. Uh, so to cut to the chase, I went back. So I had seen, um, I'd been going to this, uh, physical therapy office, uh, for my IT band, which, uh, they had miraculously helped me with. So I went back to them and I was just like, look at this. Like, can you look at my ankle? Can you tell anything that's going on, um, from a physical therapy standpoint? Uh, I mean, I, I know they're not doctors there, but <clears throat> I had, you know, I had standing appointments at this office. And so I just, uh, went back in, uh, and they looked at it and they were like, well, you're really gonna, you really gotta go see a doctor about this. Uh, and so I went and saw a doctor. Uh, the doctor was basically like, okay, um, yeah, there's definitely, uh, a, a decent injury here, but without getting, uh, any x-rays or, uh, MRIs, like we can't really tell what's going on, uh, inside, uh, you know, we would just, re- you know, uh, we would just recommend, uh, to rest it and try to recover that way, try to get the swelling down. Cause at this point, four weeks out, there was still swelling, uh, and that's one thing that was like really concerning to me and also concerning to the doctors. So they said, let's do an x-ray here today. So we did an x-ray, uh, came back with, uh, no issues. Um, there was like from the x-ray, you can't really tell, um, unless there's some sort of like broken bones or anything like that. From what I know, uh, that's what they told me. They said, got the x-ray done. doesn't look like anything's going on. Uh, and I said, okay, so this is a major problem for me, obviously. Uh, you know, like it's hurting just walking around. Um, I'm also a runner. Like I've got a lot of stuff going on. I've got jobs coming up where I need to be active, uh, with filming and running around the mountains. What else can you do for me? Um, and so the next option was an MRI, uh, but I wasn't approved to get an MRI. Uh, they tried, um, and it was just this, this really, really dumb, uh, insurance loophole basically, uh, where insurance, uh, my health insurance was not going to approve it, uh, until I had completed six weeks of physical therapy, uh, and shown not enough signs of recovery, uh, which was very, very frustrating. Uh, and so, went back to my physical therapist and was basically like, okay, like what can we do here? And so she was like, all right, well, I'll document that, you know, since you have been coming in anyway for your IT band and for, uh, some other issues, like we'll just kind of roll this ankle in there with, uh, no pun intended roll ankle. (laughs) We'll put this ankle, uh, injury in there and we'll just, we'll submit that to insurance and see what happens. Uh, so, had to wait two weeks until I was six weeks post-injury. <clears throat> and then we submitted this document to insurance uh, showing that I had completed six weeks of physical therapy. Um, and then about a week later, insurance said, okay, we'll approve the MRI. And then I scheduled the MRI and I had to wait another, I think it was another whole week to get it. Uh, so now, what are we, eight weeks out from uh, the injury and then, uh, got the MRI, had to wait another week to schedule, um, a consultation with an ankle specialist in Indianapolis, uh, who, uh, 
would review the MRI and basically tell me what was going on. Uh, and so now we're nine weeks out. And so once I finally get to him, uh, no, I think we were exactly 10 weeks out. So somewhere in there, there was some extra time, but at 10 weeks out, I finally had my appointment with this ankle specialist who had reviewed my MRI and he told me, uh, well, you tore cartilage in your ankle. (laughs) And that was like, honestly, like wasn't a huge surprise to me because I was still not pain free. And so I knew there was something else going on that was not just like a simple like ankle roll. I knew there was, I knew there was something else like deeper inside there that was like messed up badly. So he said, uh, that's, that's not good. Uh, you tore cartilage. Um, and, uh, but the good news is since it's been 10 weeks, it's probably almost healed. (laughs) Uh, so that was, uh, that was kind of like good news, bad news all rolled up into one. Uh, he did, he kind of explained that the place that, uh, the injury occurred was kind of in a, um, it was in a not so common spot, um, uh, in my ankle. And, uh, so he said that, um, as far as, as far as he was concerned, um, <clears throat> I didn't have to do anything different over the, like starting at that point, 10 weeks at post injury, he said, just go about your daily life and it's probably almost healed. Uh, and, uh, in a few more weeks, you'll probably be pain-free. So I was like, okay, great. Uh, what do you say about me wanting to run a hundred mile race in two weeks? <laughs> and he just kind of like looked at me blankly and my physical therapist was there and, uh, cause she wanted to come and see what was going on, uh, with, and she asked a lot of really, really good questions about like how we can speed up the recovery, um, and everything. But, uh, so she knew I was going to ask this and like, (laughs) it was just like really, really funny. Uh, when the doctor was like, what, like a hundred miles, like in like at one time. Uh, and I was like, yep, there's actually races like this. And so I kind of explained to him the terrain of the hallucination 100, which was the race I wanted to do and said that, you know, it's, you know, it's a pretty flat race. It is on trails though. So it's, you know, your footing is not um, always so great. Um, but there's not so many ups and downs. Like there's a couple thousand feet of elevation gain and descent, but it's not a crazy mountain race. Uh, so he said, okay, like, let's talk about this. Uh, he said where your injury is, um, it's going to be, it could, it could really complicate things if you run downhill, uh, because, of the way my ankle would have been kind of, uh, accepting the shock. Uh, and, but he said running uphill or running flat, uh, you're, you're really, you're, you're, you're safe. So he goes, I don't care what you do on flat ground or uphill, run as much as you want, but you're not, I don't want you to run downhill. He said, uh, you need to walk all the downhills. So like, okay. Like, you know, that's, that's not, uh, you know, that's not like a free pass to go do whatever you want. So I got to watch out for this, but it's much better than him saying, I really don't want you to do this race at all because the compounded, um, pounding of running a hundred miles is going to really, really mess you up. He didn't say anything like that. So it was 
really, really good news to hear. Uh, so at this point, I left the doctor's office uh, just really like super happy and was like, okay, like I got two weeks to get ready to run 100 miles. Um, never thought about doing this before, have no idea how to handle it. Uh, but I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go for a couple runs, see what happens. And there's absolutely no way I can build up my fitness because at this point, uh, I think I had run just a handful of miles. Like it had basically been 10 weeks of doing nothing aside from running around a few times here and there trying to film some stuff. Um, but no actual real runs, like a couple, like I'm saying a couple, like less than five in 10 weeks. Uh, so go ahead and, uh, I go for a couple runs and my longest run before this race was eight miles and I just went into it going, you know what, whatever happens, happens. I've already paid my money for this race. I'm going to go. Um, it wasn't a race that was like, you know, it didn't have a waiting list or anything. So I wasn't like taking somebody else's potential finish away from them by showing up uh, to a race severely underprepared. Um, it was the actually the uh, hallucination 100, the course, uh, the way the race is set up, the format is just, it was absolutely perfect for my situation. Uh, the race course is 16 point six miles or something like that. Uh, so it was six laps. Uh, and every time you came back, so the start finish was at a campground and there was like this music festival happening at the time during the whole race. And, uh, so it was, it was just really, really fun, uh, atmosphere. Um, and I knew that, okay, so if I got into some real trouble, like say I could only make it one lap, not a big deal. Cause I just go back to my car and, you know, and that's it. Like I'd just be done. Or maybe I do two, three laps, see what happens, hang out for a while, maybe try another, you know? So it was just like, it was a really, really good situation for me to be able to make wise decisions at the end of every lap. Um, it was also an easy race to just show up to, uh, without a whole lot of preparation because I didn't need to worry about, putting together three or four drop bags at specific points and think about everything I needed at that point. Like I just had one, I basically had one like Tupperware box and I put everything in there, uh, like an extra pair of shoes, like extra clothes, like all my like food nutrition needs that I would need. Just, I just threw everything that I thought I might need in there. And that sat at the start finish and I saw it every, at the end of every lap. And so it was just, it was a really, really good situation uh, to come into for someone who <laughs> didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare. Uh, so that's what happened. Uh, ended up, um, ended up showing up and really like just had an absolute blast. Like I ran basically the whole race with my friend, Matt Cantrell. Uh, and, uh, we were both kind of in similar situations. Like he had been dealing with some injury and work stuff that had, uh, you know, uh, hampered his training as well. So we basically just did the whole race together and we finished in like 29 hours and 45 minutes, like 15 minutes, uh, before cutoff. And it was just really like, um, it was just a really, really good, uh, time out there. Uh, it was very hard, 
just, you know, once, but once, like once I got past like that first lap, I was like, okay, like I did a whole lap. Um, this is twice as far as I've ran in one run over the last almost three months, but I finished a lap and let's go out on another one and let's go out on another one and just kept doing that. And the format of the race was also really good. Uh, the, the start time of the race was actually really good as well for me because the start time was 4 PM. And so it gave like some really good, like goals, uh, and things to work towards and things to look forward to because the first lap did in like just under four hours. So we got back like right before dark and then we're like, okay, like the next two laps are going to be in the dark. Uh, and, once, once we, once the sun comes up, then we should be, you know, about halfway. Uh, so it was just, it just, the race is a really good race. Uh, and it had a lot of like, just, just key factors that really helped me succeed. I think, especially after only like really, really like planning on doing this race for like two weeks. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I have like a whole, like, I put together a pretty long video about it all. Uh, so if you want to go to my YouTube channel and check it out, like, um, yeah, I put a lot of work into that video and, you know, pretty proud of the the video and the accomplishment. So go check that out. Um, it'll kind of explain everything, um, that, uh, that went into it, but yeah, it was, it was also just, you know, it was like, it was my third year in a row of qualifying for Western States. Uh, so that was a big deal. It was kind of like an end of the season. It was just like this huge relief, like just this weight lifted off my shoulders. Um, because for a lot of the year I thought, yeah, like I'm going to have to start over in the Western States lottery. Like I just thought, okay, it's over. Like I got to start over. Um, but I made it finished the race and got back into the lottery. As you know, if you're listening to this uh, podcast, um, the Western States got uh, canceled this year. Uh, So uh, still had to qualify, uh, still had to go into the lottery, like every, all the selections were made and it was just canceled a couple weeks ago. But um, yeah, so it's just, it's delaying everything a little bit more. Uh, And there's uh, some, interesting, uh, new kind of rules about qualifying that they've rolled out. Um, you have uh, like 18 months now to qualify for the 2022 race, (laughs) which is just crazy sitting here at the beginning of 2020 thinking, okay, my next chance to run Western States is not until the summer of 2022. (laughs) Uh, that's just kind of wild to think about. Um, with it getting canceled and just everybody's everybody, the start list for everybody, uh, that was supposed to start in 2020, just got moved to 2021. The wait list got transferred as well. So it's just like, basically they just put pause, they just hit pause and everything shifts out another year. Uh, we're still waiting to hear about hard rock. Um, I was able to, you know, qualify and put my name in the lottery for that as well, because I did run rabbit run a year and a half ago. Uh, the interesting thing about the hard rock situation though, is that, uh, this year, um, is with the coronavirus and everything, there are probably going to be a lot of hard rock race 
qualifiers canceled. Hard Rock itself might be canceled. We don't know yet. Um, but it's going to be very interesting to see what they do with their qualifying standard because when you run a hard rock qualifier, you only have to you only have to run one every other year. Uh, so this is my year that I have to run another one if I want to stay in the lottery. Uh, so that leads me to you know kind of what I've signed up for and planned for this year. Uh, I'd planned to run the Cruel Jewel 100, which is supposed to be May 15th. It still is on the schedule. It still has not been canceled. However, most races in April, May, and even June have been canceled. Some race companies have canceled races for the whole year. Uh, I just don't see how Cruel Jewel is going to happen. Um, So that's kind of frustrating that we just haven't heard anything yet. I mean, we're getting close to it. Like, it's five weeks out at this point. And I mean, you really got to be like, you really got to be like focused and five weeks out from a hundred miler. Like if you want to do well, especially at a race like Cruel Jewel, which has 33,000 feet of gain, like it's just five weeks out is like, that's like prime territory, uh, for your training. And I just don't, I don't know if they're not going to announce anything in the next week or two. Like it's just, it's just, Honestly, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm really frustrated with how the race uh, directors have handled this. There has just been no communication. About three weeks ago, there was an Instagram post that said, uh, currently, uh, we do not, um, I want to say, currently, we are not affected by the uh, mass gathering rule that the state of Georgia has implemented. Uh, and so the race is still a go. We will reevaluate in April. It's like, okay, uh, that's not a whole lot of information and kind of frustrating, uh, because what do you want me to do? Keep training? Like half the, you know, half the country is on, uh, a like stay at home order and no one from outside of the U S is traveling in right now. Uh, so it's just, it's just a really, really weird situation. And honestly, like with all of this, I've basically like internally, I've already accepted the fact that that race is not going to happen. So it's going to be really, really messed up if they say, nope, the race is a go. We're doing it. Anyone that can show up, you know, you can run it because if that happens, I don't think I'm going to go do it. Like, I just don't think that I can, uh, I don't think that I want to participate in something like that. That's, you know, and be irresponsible, uh, in that way. Uh, you know, what could also happen is that they could delay it to the fall, which will be really interesting because that's a whole different topic to talk about, about what should race directors do? Should they cancel races or should they delay them to the fall? Cause there's already a ton of races in the fall and there's, already a bunch of spring races and summer races that have been postponed to the fall. So we've got this massive, like just cluster of races, uh, all across running. We're talking about, you know, short races under a marathon, marathons, ultras, tons of races are being pushed to the fall. And you're going to have just like, just this massive cluster of races in the fall, which is going to be just, that's going to be really interesting as well. Uh, to see what happens with that. So I don't know if they delay it um, and, you know, things look better on a, uh, you know, social health standpoint, then I'll probably do it, but we just have to see. Uh, But through all of this, like, 
this, uh, you know, like during this time, I also traveled a whole bunch. I went out to California a couple times to do the Western States, uh, film for Camille and out to, uh, Washington state to film Rob for training for ultra at the, uh, Bigfoot 200. And then I went back out to Tahoe to film him at the Tahoe 200. And then I was out in Moab to film him at the Moab 240, uh, working on that documentary, um, series that's going to be out on Amazon sometime in May, we believe. Uh, I still got a lot of work to finish it up, but, um, that's the target right now is May. Very, very excited about that. Very excited for you all to see that. Um, and we'll be talking a lot more on this podcast and on my YouTube channel about that coming up. Got some really exciting, uh, kind of like behind the scenes things and just, uh, just, you know, some other stuff, um, to go along with that. So that's going to be really, really exciting. Uh, yeah. Uh, one other thing I wanted to talk about, uh, is, uh, you know, like when I started basically my big training for Cruel Jewel, I started it pretty much around Christmas time uh, to give myself uh, about four and a half to almost five months to train for the race, uh, which is a really, really good amount of time uh, to train for a hundred miler. Um, and uh, yeah, I had basically my best training I've probably had since my Ironman days uh, back in like 2015 and 16. Uh, I just had just, just really, really, uh, just intense focus, uh, and was able to really shift back to being a morning person. Uh, I got all my, all my runs done in the morning, pretty much, uh, was waking up at, uh, you know, I just, I really took it upon myself to get up every day at 4.44 AM, uh, which is just, I picked that time because it stuck out to me and, uh, I was at the gym by, uh, 5.15 and on the treadmill and running by 5.30 and got basically all my weekly runs in on the treadmill, uh, throughout the winter. And that was really, really good. I hadn't signed up for a gym membership in years, but I did this year just, uh, because I knew that I knew that if I'm doing a spring race like the Cruel Jewel, there's no way that I'm going to be able to train through the snow and ice uh, here in the Midwest uh, effectively. So signing up for that gym membership was really, really, it was just a huge thing that uh, really kind of catapulted this training season. And uh, through it all, um, didn't plan on doing this specifically uh, that I'm about to say, but uh, it just ended up happening and I just kind of went with it. Um, but I was able to like through all of this training, I was able to run a hundred days in a row, which is something I've never, never like thought about, never wanted to do, never thought I would do. Uh, I always thought running streaks were kind of corny. I thought the people that did them were kind of like, you know, you wonder about their sanity, but <laughs> Now, all of a sudden, uh, I mean, it started with just like a week. I was like, okay, I'm going to run, you know, like I ran seven days in a row. Oh my gosh, that's a week. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, I'll keep it going. So like two weeks and three weeks and then, oh my gosh, I ran every day for a month. Um, and it wasn't easy. Like at the beginning, like there was a lot of days where I just didn't want to run, but I was like, you know what? I'm getting up at 444 every day and I'm going to the gym and I'm going to put on my running shoes and I'm going to stand on that treadmill and I'm going to hit start. And if a few minutes into it, I feel like absolute trash, I'll get off, but I'm going to start. 
And that was my thing. I was going to get up, I was going to put my shoes on, and I was going to start the run every single day. And that really made a huge difference. And uh, like I said, had my best training build I've ever had. Well, definitely since Ironman. Uh, and like, oh my gosh, it's changed so much about like, I'm a faster runner now. I have much more endurance uh, than I feel like I've ever had. Um, I'm back to basically race weight right now, uh, like in April, which uh, for being in the Midwest, like I don't know when I've ever done that. Um, and it's just been, you know, it's been really, really awesome. Like I don't even think about it anymore. I'm just like, okay, uh, what am I, where am I running today? What am I doing? How far am I going? Um, what time am I going to get out the door? Basically, uh, it's just been really, really great. Uh, a couple of weeks ago though, my gym did shut down, <laughs> uh, but it was kind of like, you know, it wasn't really that big of a deal because it was starting to get warmer anyway. And, um, there was only a few days where I had to run in the snow and ice. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're getting some much better weather now and it's much easier to get outside and run. So very thankful for that. Um, also through all this time, I have switched up my nutrition strategy completely. Uh, I'm not, uh, I'm not affiliated with any brands anymore. Last year I was sponsored, but this year I'm just, I mean, last year the, uh, the nutrition that I was using just didn't work all my hundreds. I got sick. Uh, and so this year I just decided, you know what, I'm not going to affiliate with any brands. I'm, I'm, I don't even, I don't even want to be like, uh, in a situation where I'm stuck with one brand, uh, for a long time, unless I find something that's like really, really perfect. Uh, so I've just been, I just tried a ton of different stuff. Like I went back to goo and did a bunch of goo. Like I tried all these new ones. Like I'd never tried mirror before, never tried spring energy. Um, and, uh, few others, but really have been really enjoying the spring energy. Uh, and so that's what I've been using recently. Uh, and I've been fueling with it on every single run. Like that's a big thing too, is to train your gut and make sure that you, uh, are trained, uh, to be able to handle putting things, uh, putting food in your stomach, uh, as you're racing. Uh, I think that's one thing that maybe, uh, maybe it was something that I, you know, didn't train as well as I could have last year. Um, but yeah, honestly, it was just like, I was just throughout the whole, throughout last year, I just got really, really tired of the super sugary, uh, nutrition. And even now it's just like, I've kind of have a, uh, just a distaste for it. I don't like it even on short runs. Um, but spring energy, it just tastes a lot more like fruit. Uh, it tastes more like, you know, it's bananas and rice basically is what makes it up. And it's just, it's really easy on the stomach and I've enjoyed it. Um, and there's a lot of other people that do too. So I think it's, you know, I think it's here to stay. I think the company, um, you know, they're not, I mean, no companies are doing really well during this, uh, coronavirus right now, but hopefully, um, hopefully they'll be able to stick it out because I think they've got a really good product. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to like, I don't want to like go too long on this one because, uh, like I said, um, this is just kind of like an update from everything that's happened over the last, 
six months or so. Uh, maybe it's been longer than that. I'm not really sure. Again, uh, just thank you guys so much for tuning in again. Thank you for sticking around. Um, I've got some you know fun things to come. Basically, I'm doing a lot more YouTube live right now, and I'm going to start um, uploading that audio to this podcast as well. So you guys are going to get to hear uh, some interviews with some really cool people. Uh, and just lots of like, uh, the, the YouTube live sessions have been really, really fun because, um, there's a lot of people that tune in and it, a lot of them have turned into like question and answer. Uh, so if you want to get, uh, like a question, uh, and you know, like, or you want to comment or something like, and you want to interact in a live situation, like show up for some of the live, uh, videos that I've been doing and, uh, we can just chat in that way and that'll be really fun. Uh, but I'm going to continue to do just regular straight up podcast as well. Don't worry. Uh, I'm just also going to be uploading, um, the audio from the YouTube lives, uh, to give you guys some more content that just really want to stick to this like podcast app, whichever one you use, uh, and want to, you know, listen on your runs or as you're working out or just whatever you're doing. Uh, thank you so much again, uh, this is really fun. Um, I love doing this. Uh, let me know on Twitter or, uh, you know, like Instagram or whatever, uh, if you enjoy this, um, uh, if you are excited this back, let me know. Uh, it's not that much work, but it is a little bit of work. Honestly, I've been kind of dreading recording this episode because it just, kind of a lot of stuff to talk through, but I just wanted to do it real quick, get you guys up to speed, and then we will start to move forward with um, the rest of, you know, like everything else that's going on uh, this year. There's a ton of stuff that is going to be coming out, especially with this Amazon show. Uh, Super, super excited about that. So thank you guys again for joining. That's it. I'm going to get going, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Bye. Bye.